Hi, this is Pastor Emily McGinley from Urban Village Church, Hyde Park, Woodlawn. If you've been to UVC, you'll know that we seek to be three things, bold, inclusive, and relevant. We know that there are countless folks across the country and out there in podcast land like yourself, seeking a message that will bring insight, hope, encouragement, and joy as we do this thing called faith. Please consider making a financial gift to help us with this work of inspiring, equipping, and sending out agents of gospel life and inclusive love. Just go to www.urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Today's scripture comes from 1 Chronicles 29 with a scattered amount of verses from 1 to 22. Then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God chose, is too inexperienced for this great task, since the temple won't be for humans, but for the Lord God. Using every resource at my disposal, I've provided everything for my God's temple, gold for gold objects, silver for silver objects, bronze for bronze objects, iron for iron objects, lumber for wooden objects, carnelian stones for settings, antimony, colorful stones, every kind of precious stone, and a large amount of marble. Who else then will volunteer, dedicating themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of the households, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, and the commanders of the units of a thousand and a hundred, and the supervisors of the king's work volunteered. The people rejoiced at this response because they had represented and presented their offerings to the Lord so willingly and wholeheartedly. King David also rejoiced greatly. Then David blessed the Lord before the whole assembly. Blessed are you, Lord, God of our ancestor Israel, forever and always. To you, O Lord, belong greatness and power, honor, splendor, and majesty, because everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingship, and you are honored as head of all. You are the source of wealth and honor, and you rule over all. In your hand are strength and might. And it is in your power to magnify and strengthen all. And now, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly? Since everything comes from you, we have given to you that which comes from your own hand. To be sure, we are like our ancestors, immigrants without permanent homes. Our days are like a shadow on the ground, and there's no hope. Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided to build you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and belongs to you. Since I know, my God, that you examine the mind and take delight in honesty, I have freely given all these things with the highest of motives. And now I've been delighted to see your people here offering so willingly to you. Lord, God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep these thoughts in the mind of your people forever and direct their hearts towards you. Then David said to the whole assembly, Bless the Lord your God. And the whole assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their ancestors, bowed down and worshiped before the Lord and the king. On the very next day, they offered sacrifices and entirely burned offerings to the Lord. A thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand lambs, along with their drink, offerings, and many other sacrifices for all Israel's sake. They ate and drank with great joy before the Lord that day and made David's son Solomon the king. They anointed him in the Lord's presence as prince, and Zodak as priest. May this reading add a blessing to your life. To be sustained in a world of confusion, hardship, and cruelty means to anchor ourselves in the eternal sources of hope and joy. One of the best ways to, that we have to do that is 
um, volunteering, actually, and to connect to God directly and immediately. So, so many of us are overwhelmed, out of balance, and perhaps going at a fast pace. Sometimes it feels like peace is so hard to find because we only have 24 hours, but we have so much to do. So we try to find fixes for this, uh, either by finding a new morning routine, going to the gym more, or finding a new gadget to save us time. News cycles tell us about the wildfires in Australia, about people killed in tornadoes in Alabama, about Puerto Rico being hit by a huge earthquake, um, and they're still recovering from that. The United States uh, Methodist Church splitting over LGBTQ issues. When will we find peace? This Rhythm of Life series I love because uh, hopefully it can help us put some of those things in, in perspective um, as we start this new year. So we'll find peace when we prioritize the, these rhythms of life. Um, these are rest, connection, prayer, and service. Um, and God has offered these from generation to generation uh, for humanity to sustain us. Uh, will you pray with me? Our God, Father, we stand in the beginning of a new year um, in your presence, and we ask you for your guidance as we continue. Uh, we each have our hopes, we have our desires, we have our goals, uh, but you know uh, and you hold us in your hand. Lord, show us the areas where you uh, are sad, where there's injustice in the world, where things uh, need people and love to be in that place and in standing in the gaps. In the midst of these disappointments and heartaches, help us turn towards you and help us turn to your stability and your love. And God, as we continue on, these, on this journey and with these rhythms of life, that you would help us find rest, that we would pray to you, that we would give back to you, in new ways. In your name we pray. Amen. So, um, today we're going to talk about volunteering, because this is basically what this uh, passage is talking about when it talks about David. Uh, but I kind of wanted to take you in a journey with me of, of a time that I volunteered. Um, and I think I've shared this story a couple of times of when I went to Puerto Rico. Uh, but Two years ago, uh, Puerto Rico had a horrible hurricane. And during that hurricane, my grandmother passed away. And then my dad, in trying to help uh, everything that was happening while my mom was uh, trying to take care of my, my grandmother and everything that was happening in the hospital, my dad was rushing to try to get gasoline to the hospital so that they would have electricity to keep my grandmother alive. And uh, in all of that stress and running around, my dad had a stroke. And so he ends up in the hospital. And um, when we finally were able to get a phone call uh, to us, it was my mom telling us, your grandmother died and your father's in the hospital. And so my family was wondering who can go. Well, I got to go, one, because um, 
I'm the guy that in the family that is always out looking for something to do to help the community. Uh, so they put some money together. Um, we, they gave me cash because we heard that people didn't have cash. I took a bunch of supplies with me, um, some food rations um, that, that they collected. They sent that to me, and I went off to Puerto Rico. Um, when I got there, uh, I just was totally broken. Um, I just didn't know how the heck I was going to help. And, um, but it got there. My mom, my mom took care of my grandmother's uh, burial and um, everything that had to do with the house. My dad no longer, uh, uh, when he got out of the hospital, they told him he couldn't do anything. He couldn't work. Now, this was hard for him because my dad's always doing something. And uh, for the first time, he had to sit back, and there was a massive amount of work to be done. The roof had, had come off. They live on a mountain, and there's only three houses, my Aunt Carmen, my Uncle Luciano, and my parents here on this mountain. And they uh, have to collect water through the roof. It comes through these um, uh, gutter systems and goes into a filtration system that then pumps the water into the house they were running out of water in the collection uh, tanks that they had, and they only had water for a couple more weeks. My job was then to fix the roof. Now, I'm scared of heights, one. Two, I've never done manual labor in my life. <laughs> Three, <laughs> I don't know how to use tools. I, like, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I was questioning why I was there, and now my brother David, who did all of, the, uh, of that kind of stuff. Um, but there I was, and, and uh, we would have to wait in line. But one of the things that really caught me uh, in my time there was this one woman named Maggie. Now, every time I go, I see her on this corner where the Costco is, uh, the banks are there. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a busy cross street. Think um, right there where the museum, of, the field museum is, like if you're going to go right into Lakeshore Drive, so it's kind of a T like that with this highway and another kind of busy street going this way, but there's no um, lights, no traffic lights, uh, because there's no electricity. So people going down Lakeshore Drive just keep driving. These people, which is us coming down from the mountain to get into the street, we're never going to make it there. But Maggie was always asking for money. Um, from what I hear from my mom uh, is that she was addicted to drugs. And she's always there. She's like, I feel so bad. I'm always giving her a dollar. Um, but we didn't have a dollar. No one had cash. In order to get cash, you had to stand in a long line. So that would be one day's work, would be trying to get through that traffic to get to the bank to get some cash which was all done by hand, and, you would, and it would be a whole day's uh, work to do that and come back home before it got dark. And, but Maggie was there. So what I found really interesting is that I'm like, I wonder what she's going to do. No one has really any cash to give her. Um, Maggie, one day, uh, we're like waiting uh, to get, make that left-hand turn into the street, and my mom um, rolls down her window it, you know, it's, mm. uh, she did that, and the window went down. She's like, Maggie. <laughs> and she said, asked her, can you, 
tell the cars to stop. And she sure did. Maggie crossed the street and was like telling all the cars to stop. And she's like this. And we went. And then all of a sudden, all the cars booked so that they could make that left-hand turn. And then we came back, and Maggie was still there um, directing traffic. Um, there was not enough police to do this at every corner. So some corners, you just didn't have anyone helping you. But now, Maggie, every time the next day when we're going, we had our cash. The next day was going to Costco to see if they had any kind of food. And Maggie was there uh, putting, uh, uh, stopping traffic to let people that are coming from the mountainside uh, get into, um, uh, into the, the lane of traffic so that they can get on with their life and doing whatever they had to do. And so here in this story that we're talking, that we, that we read here about David, David is about to start plans to build a temple. Now, God had told him he couldn't, he couldn't build a temple, but God did not tell him that he couldn't put stuff to build the temple or make the plans for the temple. David found a loophole. <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, he, he wanted to build this temple. His son would become King Solomon. And, and so this chapter 29 tells us of all the gifts that, uh, that he brings, all the materials. He brought um, that he was going to gather gold to make instruments of gold. He brought enough silver to make the things that were to be made of silver, enough brass to make things made out of brass, enough iron and wood and gems and stones, um, all of these things in abundance. Uh, the gold and silver, they say, is estimated at a value of about $35 million of, of goods that David put towards this temple. And all in the declaration of love that he had for the Lord. So then David does this. He challenges the people of Israel to do something. And he said, who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Who is willing to volunteer? And so this was a call of who is willing, willingly able to give. And... Um, and this is where we're at today. Now, I find it so interesting because I came in today and I said, I'm going to encourage everyone to volunteer. And um, I'm a two on the Enneagram. If you've not ever heard of that, it's uh, kind of this way of categorizing us into a number uh, based on our personality. A two is a servant. Uh, some of the great things about being a two is that we're willing to help all the time. The, on the downside is that we manipulate people to need us. Um, and today, <laughs> I came and I'm like, there's so much to do, I can't wait. And there was, no one wanted my help. <laughs> Everyone said to have a seat. Um, but it allowed me, I think, in a good way for the Lord to show me our community and for the Lord to show me that in this cold, um, I can park next to someone and see them getting out of the car uh, to, to help come sing. Or people that have put placing their books to announce a small group that they're about to do. I think I'm preaching this to the choir. It's actually what's happening today. But here we go. <laughs> um, many of us are busy. 
right? We have a lot of schedules. We have a lot to do. Some of us are in school still. And trying to, trying to juggle that and family and um, housework, there's a lot to do. Yesterday, um, this is the second time I actually meet this person. And the first time was at our tattoo uh, event that we had on the north side. I got this beautiful tattoo here. And uh, I met Angel. And Angel was getting a tattoo. We had a beautiful conversation about um, what this tattoo was uh, meaning for her. The next time I hear from Angel, it's via email that there's a, a vision board event happening. And can I help? And of course, I'm a number two. I'm going to help you no matter what that costs. And so uh, we, we spent the time yesterday doing that. It was a beautiful time. We had someone that came all the way from Evanston, others that came from Rogers Park, all the way here uh, to discuss uh, planning for the future and how we we're going to do that through cutting out magazines and how we envision and what emotions will be invo evoked when we see this, these images on this board. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think as we're discussing and as we're talking about volunteering and what that meant that day, um, it just was really nice to see uh, someone that's new to our community uh, and, and deciding that they're going to connect. And these are some of the beautiful things about volunteering. If you're not already volunteering doing something, volunteering really helps us connect to people. It helps us get out of a funk that we might be in. You're depressed? Volunteer, because that is, uh, studies have shown that it does something in our brains when we connect to someone and when we step out of the situations that we're in and the, and the, and the constant um, drain that we have. Um, and I, you know, I've gone through times of depression and I've gotten up to do something because sometimes I can't get up. I'm there for hours and hours and I don't know what to do. But once I step out of that and I help someone else, it's something happens in my brain. Um, it's good for even, not just your mind, but your body. Again, I can sit down for hours and hours and study and do, and um, making phone calls and, and sending emails and um, not exercising, but volunteering actually gets us out and gets our bodies moving. It gets us our, our blood flowing. Um, for, for my son, when my son graduated high school and didn't know what to do, I said, well, what, what, what do you like? He said, I like working with old people. His words, not mine. <laughs> and um, I said, well, if you like working with old people, his words, not mine. Um, I said, well, why don't we uh, try volunteering somewhere? And, and he did. He, we went to a, a senior center, and I said, my son would like, oh, I, I went with him. I, now I'm like, wow, I should not have gone with him and let him do it himself, but I'm a dad. Uh, so I did. I, I, I went with him. He ended up volunteering in their kitchen, uh, serving food, and they ended up giving him a job. And once we did that, I said, well, what, what kind of stuff would you like to do since maybe a four-year uh, education wasn't something for him? Uh, and I said, but you can become maybe a nurse's assistant. And I said, I would love to see a, a, a male nurse's assistant in the family. 
because uh, we only have females that, that do it. I said, I would love you'd be the first man that's a, a nurse's assistant. And he did it. He's on that track. And it all started because of volunteering um, and uh, helps us learn new skills. So if there's something you want to learn, volunteer. Um, and again, one of the other things is making new friends. And especially if you're shy. So if you're the type of person that uh, gets scared to be in big crowds and, and, to, sh and to talk and to laugh uh, out loud and in front of people, uh, volunteering is the way to do it. Because sometimes you can volunteer and just do things one-on-one -on -one and get out of your shell that you're in and it actually will be fun. It, you can improve your social skills. You can improve uh, your communication with someone else, watching someone, looking them in the eye, meeting with them re regularly. There's a lot of different opportunities for you to be doing that. Now, for me, volunteering as a family is very important. How many of you remember government cheese? Many. Well, <clears throat> I was, I, I was talking to someone, yeah, today about, I didn't know if I was poor or if we were middle class growing up, but I remember that we had government cheese <laughs> in our house, um, cut into really thick slices and put on bread. But my mom, even as, uh, as a kid, uh, would make me go with her to the food pantry, and the government cheese is what really stuck in my head because it was like heavy. Um, and as a kid, I would have to take these out of the box and, and help give them to people. And my mom would take me. My mom also, uh, she had me when she was 16. And so when I was a teenager and she was still in her 20s, uh, she would take me and we would go on a, in this white van. And she would pick up a bunch of other teenagers. And we would go into a, a community center and she would teach them um, how to change diapers, how to put formula in a bottle, how to uh, um, put a baby to sleep, how to dress them, um, in her hopes that they would keep their babies and, make, and have a different way, another option. Uh, but I remember that as she did that, she would always have me help her uh, do bring in the diapers and bring in the other stuff. And then she would say, if I, you know, um, this is my son. I had him when I was your age. I looked like a dork at the time, but um, it was good. And so um, these are things and ways that you can help with your kids. I know that uh, two weeks ago, I had Isaiah and Sella help me, helping me with communion. There's kids volunteering here all day and all morning. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to do. It's a, it's a way to do that. You can also do that with your friends. It does, if you don't have a family, you can find things to do with all of your friends. Um, so we know that it combats depression. We know that it makes you happy. We know that increases your self-confidence because once you're volunteering and once you're meeting out and meeting people and doing new things, you kind of feel better about yourself and better about your abilities. Um, and so when I... Get going back to Puerto Rico, when I went to Puerto Rico, and um, there was a time where I was really exhausted. Um, I told you I had to learn how to do new things, and my dad had to show me how to do some plumbing because all of the, all of the tanks 
where water fell, and so I, I had to carry those with my mom and an aunt. Um, my aunt, all the trees were done, were broken and, and covering roads. We had to remove those from the road so people can get through. Um, my aunt and my uncle on, on that side were my mom's older sister and her husband. My mom volunteered me. <laughs> my mom volunteered me to go help them on that side. And I'm like, we have a lot to do on this side. Um, and that was my, my thought process. But I went and I helped. And through it all, I said, I need to get to church. And I did. I, I found a, a, a really a nice a, a Methodist church in Caguas down the road. Um, and that's where I went the first Sunday that I could go to a church service. My thought is I'm going to use the money that my family gave me so that I can find people to help me uh, with the work at our house because I, I'm like, I'm not sure how I, I could put a roof up. I've never done it. And so I get to the church and <clears throat> everyone is going through the same thing. Everyone is talking about what they've lost and all the work that they had to do. The church itself was flooded and holes in the wall, no air conditioning, no electricity. The worship team was singing um, um, in this heat and humidity and still praising God. I didn't get it and I couldn't understand it. And I, I have a video um, of something I took on, on Thanksgiving, this was after being there for a month, still not being able to put this roof up because it was, it was so difficult to do. Um, and I had gone to church that morning, and this is what I learned. Taking a minute today to uh, rest under the small tree here in the shade, um, went to Iglesia Metodista Benacer in Caguas today. It was a great service. It was awesome to hear um, people's thanks for making it through all of this hardship. Thankful for food um, and thankful for things that they've that they have that we normally take for granted every day. Um, And hard to see so much people suffering here. <laughs> Everyone helping each other out and being grateful for little things that they get, can eat, water. Everyone helping each other out, and um, it was just great to hear stories. Um, there's a question that the pastor said, asked. She said that she's asking herself the same question. Why do the just suffer? Um, she didn't have an answer for that, but she did say that we have to continue with an attitude of gratitude to the Lord. And today I'm really thankful for my family as we get ready to have a great Thanksgiving meal. I'm thankful for their health, my dad's health. <laughs> Just seeing that everyone here is okay and happy and grateful today and we're gonna have a great feast so happy Thanksgiving everyone
Um, the thing I, I couldn't understand is how can people that were going through so much be giving to each other so much? How can people that, that lost everything, and if you saw there was no roof on that thing still, I still had to figure out how I'm going to get a roof on there, and there was no one to help me. But they were all helping each other. They, they, they were uh, putting uh, the walls back around on the church. They were bringing the instruments, drying stuff out, doing stuff for each other. And today, when I walked in, I felt the same. There's so much for us to be grateful for. There's so much that God has given us. I think this is what David saw. This is what David felt. God had delivered them from so much stuff. He was so grateful that he gave abundantly, and he asked the people to give abundantly. And this, as we continue with our rhythms of, of life, You'll see it over and over and over again every week. The basis of this and the secret to all of it is to be grateful. The joy and the gem that we can find is in being grateful for the things that God has given us. And in that, humbly going forward and giving back. There's, there's a lot of ways to give back. Uh, there's a whole sheet. <laughs> there's your worship guide. You don't have to volunteer here every week. You don't have to go out into your community. If you don't have time to go out every week to volunteer, you could do a one-time thing. Go find, find a place that, where people um, need someone to help. There are a couple of places here. The MLK rally tomorrow would be a great place to go and to meet people. Um, the refugee, uh, I am amazed that Urban Village decides to help uh, refugees in this country uh, that come into Chicago. There's um, a refugee from that, that uh, group from South Loop was helping, uh, a trans woman from Russia who came here to the United States and needed a job, and they helped her find a job cleaning houses. And they helped her then find an apartment with other refugees, and they were able to afford an apartment. And two, th two Thanksgivings ago, I got to, three Thanksgivings ago, I got to spend Thanksgiving with her, and it was her first Thanksgiving, because it's not something they, they uh, celebrate there. And I've gone to, I don't know why I get invited, but I get, I, I'm glad I do, because I get to see the beauty of what it, what it feels like to help someone else. And it was a beautiful thing for me to learn about a new culture. Um, and you can do that by volunteering uh, with this, with the refugees. Um, there's a gospel run sign up. Um, and of course, everything that it takes to help run a Sunday. Um, any of those, I'm sure Daniel can, can help you. There's a lot of stuff. The food doesn't just come here by magic <laughs> and other people do it. <laughs> These worship guides don't get folded by magic. That someone does it. This is simple. You don't need a lot of skill. 
Sorry for the persons that fold it. But this is an easy job. It's an easy job, but it's very important. It's a way to communicate with people. It's a way for uh, people to see what we're, what we're up to and be able to sign up for those. In the end, David um, encourages the people to give how he gave. And they all volunteered. I love this uh, part of this prayer that he gives. Uh, he says, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to move, make this free will offering? For all things come from you and of you, of your own, have we given you. Let us continue in this attitude of gratitude uh, in our service to others and in our service to God. And I wonder, um, when the sun sets down on Maggie's life in Puerto Rico, that she will look back to what we see as a calamity, but what she would see as her service to the world by just stopping traffic on a busy street. Amen. <laughs>